Good morning and welcome to the Cone Zone. I'm Grant Cone. That's the legendary Lowell Cone. We're related. That's my dad, father and son. We're going to be talking about the NFC Champion. We have the privilege to talk about the NFC Championship game this week. How the Niners can win, how the Niners can lose, uh, the two quarterbacks. But first, there's breaking news. Charles Amenahue. 49ers defensive end was arrested yesterday afternoon on suspicion of misdemeanor domestic violence. If you don't know the story, real quick, his girlfriend alleges that he pushed her to the ground in an argument. Uh, Police didn't see injuries. She didn't want medical attention. He gave a statement. They arrested him, uh, served him with a, what do they call those things? Restraining Uh, order. Restraining order. He posted bail, and that's all the information we have at this time. Dad, what are your thoughts on this situation? Okay. I want to say, first of all, this is very delicate to talk about because you could offend people on all sides. So, and we don't know that much. And we don't know that much. So I have to admit I'm a little nervous to talk about this, honestly. Mm-hmm. But you got, we got to talk about it. So I want to say, first of all, what, what are the 49ers' options? If nothing is resolved, i.e., if the district attorney does not charge him or does not say they're not charging him, if it drags out up until the game, I don't think he should play. I don't I think. Agree. Okay. Uh, I, 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 don't, I don't think he should play. They should make him inactive for the game. However, if they want to pay him or whatever, that's not my issue. But if this is not resolved, he should not play. If the um, district attorney decides there's not a lot there, and decides not to press charges, then I suppose he could play. I, um, or if the district attorney says we're going ahead and pressing charges, no way he plays. <laughs> so, Iggy, I think that's the key issue. Do you look at it the way I do? I do. I mean, I know Jim Harbaugh would have wanted uh, Amenahu to play. Al Davis would have wanted Amenahu to play. But this is supposed to be a different type of organization. They haven't had this issue, and I think a big thing with John Lynch and Kyle Shanahan coming here was them telling Jed, "We're not gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna win with class again. We're going to take these things seriously." And I'm not saying that there are, there they should assume that many who did something wrong, but out of respect to the seriousness of the situation, you playing him would be saying that you think he didn't do anything wrong, and you don't know. So I think just out of respect for the seriousness of the situation, you think you know football is important, but not as important as this. We can't play him until we find out more. Yeah, and, and I agree. Part of their trademark, Kyle and John, has been a very clean organization. And, yes. Uh, and especially in the Bay Area, especially about domestic violence issues, you can't be casual about this. You, you know, I'm not condemning a man who, because I don't know enough about it. I'm being cautious and saying this guy should not play until there's some sort of resolution. So I think we agree on that. Right, okay. and we're not saying like suspend him without pay. We're saying just don't play him, continue to pay him. But the not, but Kyle and John's attitude with this for years has been zero tolerance. So if if he is charged, well, it seems like if he gets charged and convicted, he probably he'll be a free agent by then. He probably won't be back on the team. They don't need to cut him or anything like that. But if if they have a zero tolerance with, with, with this stuff, you can't put a guy back on the field before they know that he didn't do anything wrong. Yeah. Also, uh, my guess is he will not be on the team next season. That's my guess. Yeah, it's my guess. I don't know. Okay, I'd like to move on to there are ancillary issues about this. Yes. So I'd like, I think we covered that. Yes. So I'd like to move on. Uh, this has implications for the organization coming up to the Philly game. 
And he, here's what I mean. Here is Kyle Shanahan um, preparing for the most serious game of the season, the most important <clears throat> game, against the best opponent that he's faced by yeah. far. Yes. And what he needs is to have full attention on beating Philadelphia, which is not going to be easy to do. No. So all of a sudden, thrown into this, he's got Charles Amenehu arrested. Right. Now, in a way, Kyle is lucky because on Tuesdays there's no media availability. Mm-hmm. But tomorrow there is, and he speaks in the auditorium, right? Okay. So he's going to want to talk about Philly. You know, they're really there. They've got a great defense and a great— Well-coached, you know, fly well, around. All, all that stuff, yeah. Yeah. But, but he's not going to be able to at no. first because no. there are real journalists in that room, and they're going to want to know what's going to happen, what happened, what do they know with Amenahu, and what are they going to do about it. So let me just real, finish you, this. You, oh, you said real journalists, not just sports journalists. There's going to be guys for, like news journalists locally and nationally there for this. Sorry. You're right. You're right. I'm glad yeah. that you clarified that. It's, it's going to be a lot of guys there for, for a different thing, not for the game. Good point. Like, for example, the newspapers will send down their crime reporter. Uh-huh. uh-huh. Right? And they're and- going to have a question and Kyle has to answer it. They can't, he can't be like, sorry, I'm here for the game. Can't do that. No, no, because it's all being videoed. He can't. No, it would. If he were to say, "I only want to talk about the game," can't do that. and it's possible if he, he were, won't. it is so weak. It is so weak, Iggy. Right, and, and, it, and it makes you seem like you're minimizing the, the, the seriousness of the situation because Kyle doesn't know what happened. Kyle's yeah. no idea what, what happened, so he can't so, say that. Okay, so what I want to say, the implications for Kyle are that he wants to concentrate on Philly, and now he's got this whole, this is a distraction. Now he's got to worry about what's going to happen, and how do I handle the media on Wednesday? Yeah. He needs that like a hole in the head. He, he and the PR director have to spend 10, 15, 20 minutes anticipating questions, going over answers that they're going to give. I mean, and spend more effort on that than, you know, the questions about Philly. Yeah, and in yeah. addition— there's going to be an open open locker room tomorrow. Correct. Players, they're going to not get questions about Jalen Hurts. They're going to right. get questions about Charles Amenehu. So Correct. it's filters down to the locker room. Yeah. They're they're trying to prepare for the most serious game of the year, and now they got this. That's not good. That's a <laughs> distraction. This is how teams lose. Right. Yeah. When when you're preparing. You don't want all of a sudden a crash in the middle of the road. This Mm -hmm. is how teams lose because the difference between Philadelphia and the Niners is so minimal. These are two such excellent teams. Something like this can screw it up. And and the Niners are already underdogs. Yes. Amenehu's good. He's a good player. They, I don't know if they need him, but he makes them better. They this is good them. news. They could freaking use this. this. Is not good news for the Forty right. ers in a football yes. sense. Even yeah. So this thing that happened permeates the whole preparation and permeates down to the locker room. Because believe me, people are going to be asking the players, "What about Charles Amenehu? What do you think?" Yep. And it's going to piss off the players. But yep. they, there's no choice. They're going to have yep. to deal with it. And you're thinking, you know, the Niners, to win this game, to go to Philly and beat that team, they're going to have to be on it. They're going to have to play their best and be as locked in as they've been all season. Well, well, well what, what do they look like now? Philly isn't having this issue. They seem locked in, at least from this side of the country, they look that way. Now, right. I, and they're looking at the Niners like, ooh, boy, they got yeah. to deal with this, so that's, that's too bad. 
We don't. Or or that's too bad for them. That's too bad for yeah. them. Yeah, exactly what I meant. Yeah. Tough break. Yeah. Too bad for them. And yeah. Iggy, I'd like to make one other point. We always say that we're not fans, and by God, we are not fans. Um, probably a lot of fans feel very bad and say, well, Amenihu's a good guy. Here's the deal. I don't know Amenihu. You don't know him very well. Fans don't know him at all. So what I want to remind everybody watching this is, I understand that you make these athletes your heroes. I understand how it works. Um, But we know nothing about these people. Even the nice ones we know nothing about. We know only how they present themselves publicly and or to the media. But how they really are, i.e. I. Amenhu, we don't know a thing about him. He may be a wonderful person, and this may all be made up. Or he may be a real jerk. And the point is, you can worship these people and make them heroes, but understand it's a fantasy. We really know nothing about these people. And I wonder how much the Niners knew about Amenahu before they brought him here. They didn't draft him. It feels like, uh. you know, with the exception of Reuben Foster, the Niners have done a very good job of vetting the players that they draft. And Reuben Foster, I, I can understand how they missed on that. He, he was such a charming young man. What he did behind closed doors, I guess, really surprised them. But anyway... Charles Menehue, they traded for him last year. He hasn't been here that long. I don't know how well they know him, and I does. I mean, I don't know. I don't. He may have done nothing wrong. He may have done nothing wrong, and this all could be made up. But uh, yeah, I just wonder how much, how well they they vetted him. I don't know him that well. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So th- this incident raises all kind of questions about their preparation, about vetting of the player, and reminds us once again, you don't know these people. I mean. You really don't know these people. And my rule is, in my life, I feel I don't know you unless I've gone to your house or you've gone to mine and we've had dinner. I call it the threshold rule. Right. Unless you've crossed the threshold and spent time, you don't know anybody. Right. And so what we're saying is we don't know enough about Amenahue to say that we got a feeling he didn't do anything wrong. Or we got a feeling he'd be the kind of guy who would do this. We don't have a feeling. We have no idea. And the Niners no probably don't either. The, no one really knows. Uh, the DA will have a decision. The Niners probably should respect it and wait. Yeah. Probably. But I, what do you think? Do you think they will? Do you think Amenahue will play this weekend if the DA hasn't made uh, a decision? Oh, that's a great question. No. Uh, I believe that John Lynch has integrity. Yeah, I'm. I'm. I'm I feel the same way. John Lynch and I, I feel think the same way. Uh, John Lynch will not allow him to play if if it's still up in the air. Uh, and if it's up there in the has, air. if it's up in if, the air. if it's up in the air and they let him play, I think it would be a scandal. I think it would too. Yeah, Zach says Ruben Foster all over again, shaking my head. Be smarter. Yeah. Brian Hensley says, uh, I have no questions. I just love the show. Must watch YouTube. Thank you. Thanks, Thank you very much. Um, Ryan's Ryan's great. Where are the rest? There's a couple more. Nope, that's it. Okay. Let's move on. Okay. Let's talk about the game. Do you think we've covered that sufficiently? Hey, we talked about it for 10 minutes. We discussed all the facts that are out there. We acknowledged that we don't know anymore. We talked about the implications. I think that's the best we can do. Could I just say one other thing? Yeah. I read, uh, and this is about journalism, and maybe I'm wrong. I read several, obviously I prepared for this because I didn't Mm -hmm. know anything about a many who. So I read several articles um, about what happened. 
Yeah. And it all says, you know, domestic violence, blah, blah, blah. And then there'll be a concluding paragraph or two about he has X amount of sacks this season. <laughs> and it, and I'm thinking, really? I yeah. mean, in an article about the potential domestic violence, I have to Stats. learn about how many— Stats? Stats. I have Stats. to learn about how many sacks he has. How off the point. How, yeah. So— I, I don't understand that as journalism. Let's move Here's, on. I, I wrote one today. I, I, I did, I needed 250 words. So I had 150 words on what happened. I was like, okay, I need 100 words more. What am I going to say? So I said how they got him. He was yeah. drafted by Houston. The Niners traded for him. I didn't put any stats. And then I said, it is unclear if he's going to play in the upcoming game. I think that's a fair point because we just talked about that. And yeah, I said, Kyle yeah. doesn't talk today, but he talks on Wednesday and we'll find out more then. That's how I ended the thing. That's how I, I went with it. I'm, no stats. I'm, no, it's not appropriate to put in stats, Right. The stat it's almost is it's that he got arrested. That's the stat, right? right. It's like so and so got arrested for doing this and this. And that. He's hitting two sixty eight. Like what, what, is that, what does that matter at this point? He's hitting two sixty eight. Delvin Thomas says on the Thundercats they said uh, Lieno wasn't old enough to lead the Thundercats. He showed he was qualified, and Brock Purdy will show it as well. Watch. I don't know who the Thundercats are. Okay, but whatever. It's a good point. Sorry, I should know who the Thundercats are, but I like it. We're going to talk about Brock Purdy later. We need to talk about this game. What we've been doing the last few weeks is uh, playing both sides, looking at how the Niners can win, how the Niners can lose before we make up our minds and pick a winner. We're not picking a winner this week. We're going to make you wait. Suspense is the name of the game this week. We're not picking a winner today, but you're going to pick one later in the week. Oh, yeah, but not today. We will this week. Not today. But today we're going to— Let me say this. If I were still writing a column or if I was a a talking head on ESPN, I would— absolutely have to make a choice who's going to win i want to admit i don't have the slightest idea who's going to win this game i mean if i had to write a column i could pretend i suppose or if i was you know on espn and was bullshitting all the time i would i would have to pretend to know who's going to win all i know is these are really good teams these teams are going to really challenge each other I expect this to be one hell of a game that I'm going to love watching. But as far as who's going to win, I don't know. I mean, maybe God knows, but I don't know. So what I'm prepared to go over scenarios. Niners winning, Niners losing. Um, I'm not prepared to pick a winner, and I won't be prepared to pick a winner Sunday morning. Yeah. What I like about this matchup, at least the way I see it, is for the first time in a while, the Niners are going to be going against a – a excellent quarterback who isn't going to melt down and beat himself. Dak melted down. Geno melted down. This guy's really good, and I feel like the Niners are going to have to win. They're not going to have a team that beats itself. I felt like the Niners' game plan against Dallas was, Brock, don't turn the damn ball over. We're going to score 20 points and win. And it worked, but it's not going to work like that against Philly. So this is going to be a really fun game. Oh, lovely. Okay. So, which do you want to start with? 49ers win, 49ers lose? Let's start with 49ers lose so we can end on a positive. Okay. Um, okay. Well, real quick. You came over to my office yesterday. Yeah. And we yeah. watched the condensed TV version of the Giants-Eagles game in about 45 minutes, although the game was over in like 10. So, I mean, you watched it. Before I go, what do you think the Eagles can do to beat the Niners okay. after watching them eviscerate the Giants? Well, I think the Giants are a pretty good outfit. That's what I want to say, with a good quarterback, and they yeah. killed them. So yeah. <clears throat> I'm not that familiar with Philly. I've seen two games of theirs this season. I was really impressed. First of mm-hmm. all, that quarterback, 
Mm-hmm. Oh my God, he mm-hmm. he he's a throwing quarterback who yeah. can run. Yep. As opposed to Lamar Jackson, he's a running quarterback who maybe can throw or not. I much prefer Hurts to Lamar yep. Jackson. In fact, I kind of love Hurts. He's great. So he's great. how Philly could win this game? Here's how: they could control the line of scrimmage on both sides. Yep. They're Best offensive good. line in the league. Best pass rush in the league. Seventy sacks they they recorded. Yeah. Every single starter on their D line had more than ten sacks this year. Go. Yeah, they could dominate the line of scrimmage on both sides, and if if they do, it's game over, Iggy. Yeah. If they if they do, and if they do, uh, the Niners will not have much of a run game. I I, I want to, as a parenthetical, say, I really don't like the way Kyle uses um, McCaffrey early McCaffrey. in the game. He runs him up the middle like he's a power back. He's not a power back. No. And if he does it against Philly, first of all, he got him hurt last game doing hurt. that. He got yes. him hurt. And yeah. if he does that against Philly, with the thing with McCaffrey, he is so brilliant at finding holes in the chaos of the line of scrimmage. But yeah. if he runs into a tackler, he's down. He's not down. that big. And no. he gets hurt. So yeah. so if the other team controls the line of scrimmage and if Kyle uses McCaffrey that way and uses him a lot, they're not going to win. He has to be more creative than that. Yeah. Another way the Niners lose is... Um, Hertz is a pretty precise passer, and I think he, if they win, could have his way with some players in that secondary. Yeah, agree. I think so. Agree. And I, I, I would say, I think it's going to be a close game, and I don't know if it would be high or low scoring, but if it goes Philly's way, they could overwhelm the 49ers. I yes. don't think the 49ers, even though their offense is much improved, can go punch for punch with that offense. If the Niners can't run the ball effectively like they couldn't in the first half against Dallas and Brock Purdy has to drop back and keep the Niners in the game, I don't know that they can do that against this team. That that could be really tough because Philly's better than Dallas. I mean, how Dallas can win, I mean, how Philly can win, first of all, what we were so impressed with watching Philly is their run game. Forget Jalen yes. Hurts. They're, I mean, he's part of their run game, but they are very committed to running the ball. They're more committed to running the ball than the Niners are right now. I mean, they line up in the shotgun. They run the zone read, which is actually what you want to do against the 49ers. Because if you just have one running back in the backfield and you have Fred Warner and Dre Greenland, all 11 guys dialed in on him, they they swarm to that guy so fast. But if they actually have to watch and see who has the ball. Jalen Hurts or the running back, it slows him down. You have to be patient. You have to read. They don't want to read. They want to run. They want to be violent and fast, and they're great at that. So the, in this game, they're going to have to stop and read and be patient and face a team that wants to run the ball over and over and over again and then do play action off of that and get the ball down the field. It's like all the things you have to do against the Niners defense, it's what they do every week. And we saw against the Giants, it's like every play, it was first and 10, second and six, second and five. They never have negative plays. It's it's very difficult to get to Jalen Hurts. That's a good point you made when we were watching it yesterday. So it looked at there's no negative plays. No. I mean, yeah. So they're just a very efficient team, and they take shots. And once you have everything covered, they have these great wide receivers Jalen Hurts can run to, and he does it very well. So, um, And then on the other side, their defense, like not just the fact that they have a great pass rush, but if again, if they shut down Christian McCaffrey and make the Niners one-dimensional – Brock Purdy isn't Joe Burrow. He doesn't have the biggest arm. You know, he's he's not going to be able to just drop back 60 times and kick the shit out of a great defense. He needs help 
and uh, we'll see if he gets it from Kyle. From Kyle. Okay. From Kyle. Um, how about Niners win? Tell me uh, that recipe. Okay. The Niners have to play a perfect game to win this game. They're going to have to, on offense, run the ball and win the time of possession. They have to keep that Philly uh, offense on the sideline as much as possible. So that's that's a key for them. They can't come out passing. They got to win the time of possession. Then also, like, Kyle Shanahan has to be at his best. They only scored 19 points last week. It wasn't because Brock Purdy had an off game. It's because Kyle Shanahan couldn't figure out how to run the ball in the first half. They ran for 27 yards in the first half against a team that was supposedly weak against the run. That's what all Niner fans told us last week, right? Forget Dallas. They can't stop the run. Well, they did. So, And that's what people are saying about Philly this week. Okay, they're great pass rush, but you can run on them. Well... What the hell's going on there? Because it seems like teams are figuring out schematic ways to stop the Niners running game early on. So that that if if the Niners beat Philly, it's got to be with Kyle Shanahan bringing his A game. I don't have a question about Brock. I got a question about Kyle. Kyle, okay, run the ball. Okay, and he has to find creative ways ways to run the ball. Uh, CMC up the middle on a power run is a three yard is three yards. So it's, I think in the first, yeah, agree, agree with that. So get in Elijah Mitchell early in the game. Yes. They wait till the third quarter to play him. I agree, Iggy. Uh, Elijah Mitchell should they? I believe in the first quarter should be switching off. I agree. Or at uh, he, both he, on the field at the same time. Agree. You don't know this though. He, so uh, Elijah, excuse me, McCaffrey's day to day with a calf injury. Elijah Mitchell's day to day with a groin injury. Uh oh. F- forget it. I won't answer it. Click it so it stops ringing. On the side. The side click. Okay. There you go. Uh, Mitchell <laughs> Mitchell has a groin injury. He's day-to-day. So I, I don't know how these things... He, he gets hurt a lot. Also, the Niners also have Jordan Mason, who they don't use on offense anymore, but he's that kind of running back, too. If you Impose your will on the, on the, uh, on the Eagles. Don't turn yourself into a finesse pass-first team. I'm turning off my phone. I've got Good. to do it. I could have gotten in Good. trouble. You got in trouble. You owe me a nickel for that one. I do. I owe you a nickel. I forgot. I, um, I, yeah. Okay. I got An- more. Another thing. You go okay. ahead. I wa- no, I want to hear. You, okay. The other thing, if they're going to win, and they could win this game, Brock Purdy has to be a totally efficient quarterback. Yeah, like last week. Like last yeah. week. Totally efficient. Yep. Um, I do believe he would have to throw outside of the hash marks a little bit more. Yeah. He's th- throwing in the middle a lot. And a lot. Greg Olson, the, the um, analyst, pointed it out by the way that Craig Olson is very sharp he is very good he's a very good analyst yeah um and so he's gonna have to do that but I think I don't know how good the the defensive backs are I don't uh for Philly he might be able you know he's a very good short and middle range passer he, he is. really is um yeah I was talking to uh, Ira Miller this week he called me you know to talk about it and he said you know, the key issue he thinks for the Niners says the quarterback. He yeah. says, um, y- you know, you expect a rookie quarterback to fall apart at some point. And he said, but the funny thing is, he hasn't. No, so Dak fell apart so, last week, the 29-year-old. He did. He, he, uh, he, boy, was he exposed. Oh, but it, but in this game, Hurts probably won't. Hurts has thrown six interceptions all year. So Purdy can't be the one who who one interception right. could lose the game if he throws it. That's right, and he he's very efficient and very mm-hmm. prudent. And I think if he plays that kind of game and if they mm-hmm. can run the ball, the Niners have a chance to win that game. 
absolutely they have a, ch- a good chance to win the game. But since yeah. we we can't count on the Niners to intercept, we can't count on Jalen Hurts to just give the Niners a couple turnovers, a couple interceptions. They have to pressure him. They have to get to him. The Giants didn't ever. We watched that. Nick Bosa, who thinks he's playing really well right now, and maybe needs to play a little better. He needs to get a sack in this game. He needs to hit Jalen Hurts a lot because really one of the we- – uh, Philly has a great offensive line, but their left tackle is a much better run blocker than pass protector, Jordan Mailata. So, Nick, you're the best player in the NFL. Impose your will. Have your way with Jordan Mailata. And, and show us. Because I know you said that you had your way with Tyron Smith. It's just that none of us saw that. So we, we need to see you take over this game against the Eagles. Need to, need to happen, right? No more pace in your side. I don't know what's going on with Nick Bosa, well, we're gonna but best game of the year. Him a, we're going to yeah. talk about him a little later. So. Yeah, so that's but, another one. Yeah, so uh, if he if he can get through and they can put because against um, the the um, Giants, he was um, Hertz was never he looked like a guy standing on the beach drinking a beer. Yeah, he was so relaxed. Whereas yeah. the other guy that Daniel Jones, poor he Daniel got hit Jones. on every he got hit on every play, and the coach didn't that coach Dable didn't protect him at all. He, the no. game's over, and he's still getting his quarterback hit. I thought that yeah, was they're really down like thirty-one points, and he's at, back there getting his butt kicked. Yeah, I thought it was, that was funny. So irresponsible. We were watching that game, thinking, "Man, Daniel Jones is really good." He got his butt kicked, and we were sitting there like, "Man, he's pretty good. Uh, he's doing the best he can." He yeah. was the whole offense. Him, him, he's, and that one run by Barkley. He's um, Daniel Jones, is a very brave player. He's a good yeah. quarterback. Yep. Yeah. Uh, so. One more thing. So the Niners are going to have to play a mistake-free game to beat Philly. And they did not play a mistake-free game against Dallas. Uh, Purdy did. But there were a couple things down the stretch in that game that were when the Niners were trying to close it out that were just shocking. First of all, Eric Armstead has Dak Prescott dead to rights in the end zone for a safety to just put the game away and misses. And, and after the game, he says he missed on purpose. Like he was afraid of getting a penalty. Conservative play. Of course, you don't want the penalty in that situation, but can't do that against Philly. You're going to have to actually go for the sack. Try to hit the player. Can't give that away. And then Elijah Mitchell ran out of bounds. Can't do that. Those little Stop things can lose. Yeah. Stop the clock. You've got to be more locked in than that. And so it's not just on Brock Purdy. It's the whole team. they got to be yeah. as focused and locked in as ever. And you can imagine that after somebody lectured Elijah Mitchell after that. I mean, they, he they obviously happened. I want to come back to Armstead. Yeah. He could have he could have sacked the quarterback for safety, but decided not to do it. He did. He said that. Now yeah. he may be telling the truth. I myself am skeptical. It sounds to me like a rationalization. I saw that play. He missed him. He like pushed him. He could have tackled him, but he kind of like pushed him, and then he ran away. It was the most yeah. amazing thing I'd ever seen. Yeah. Well, you know, maybe he's a pacifist. Yeah. No, maybe he has a new strategy instead of sacking. Because he only has one sack this year. Maybe he's thinking instead of sacking the quarterback, I'll have a bigger impact by not getting penalized. by. T- so I just won't touch the quarterback. Maybe, Or I'll just push him. I think that maybe he's trying to like find a new way of attacking the quarterback without sacking him. Could work. Did, did you say he has one sack this season? One. But he's, he's been hurt. He's been out. And he's okay. trying a new method. Okay. All right. Let me ask you this. Do you think we covered the subject pro and con? 
and gave each one uh, enough uh, weight? I think we did. Uh, I, I mean, you mentioned the last thing. You mentioned that uh, Greg Olson said what's, uh, Purdy's throwing a lot over the middle. Yeah, I think right. the book is out. I think Pete Carroll figured it out. Dan Quinn figured it out. This guy, is Robert Gammon, I think is his name. He's going to see it. I mean, it's obvious that Brock Purdy doesn't have a big arm and can't really threaten the whole field. Yeah, the, it, Kyle has to figure this out. Like, How are you going to – there's a traffic jam in the middle of the field right now. And it's kind of what Jimmy Garoppolo dealt with for, for a big part of his career. What yes. are you going to do about this? So Kyle has experience, but this is an issue. And that's why you can't just say, like, oh, the Niners are just going to run it down their throats. Like, eh, you got to have to back off this defense a little bit at some point. They're expecting that. They know you're going to yeah. throw to McCaffrey 1,800 times a game. Like, you got to do, you got to threaten them everywhere. Otherwise, they're going to constrict your space. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, I, um, a lot of times when I watch games on TV, remember, I used to be in the press box, I never would hear the announcers. But a lot of times I just turn off the sound because it's just babble and they have all mm-hmm. kind of cliches. I listen to Greg Olson. He really knows the rules and he really knows the game and he's very articulate. On the other hand, I listen to, to Tony Romo. Now, he sounds like a very nice man. <laughs> Iggy, I want to tell you something. And, and this is the truth. I don't understand 50% of the things he says. He's Tony terrible. Romo. He's terrible. He is His first season, he was pretty good, but now he seems unprepared and almost, yeah, he's terrible. So what happens, I'm listening, and he has run-on sentences. Yeah. There's no, he has no sense of a period. No. So it just, everything runs into another. So I lose him. I, yeah. I, I, if in some At some point, I don't even know the topic. And then what happens is he sort of lowers his voice and runs out of gas. Yeah. And he never, he doesn't finish a point. So yeah. I don't know how this guy got so famous, but <laughs> I guess he's, he, he, he may be a very nice person. When and he, he may when be, he, when he first burst on the scene, he was actually very good and prepared, and he he could like almost predict the next play, and it was legendary. But he doesn't do that anymore. Now he's just like, I don't know what he's doing. He's terrible. But what's funny is he he came on the scene, got such good reviews early on that Troy Aikman, I think, finally felt a little nervous. And Troy Aikman, who I think was one of the most boring announcers ever, all of a sudden the last three years has been pretty good. Now all of a sudden Troy Aikman's bringing his A game to these things. I think it's because Tony Romo came around. He's like, I'm not letting this freaking Cowboys quarterback take my job. So now Troy Aikman has all these opinions and he's like critical of players. I love Troy Aikman now. He's improved. I, he's I, better. Is Tony Romo? He's, he's terrible. A babbling, a babbling idiot. Aik, so anyway, he's, that, he's, yeah. Sorry. Enough, Tony. King Q says, Papa C, do you have any teams or persons you're a fan of? I don't root. Uh, I don't root for sports. I, I, no. I, I haven't. Uh, yet, what I say is, if you become a professional sports journalist, you're the harem eunuch. What's that mean? And if Explain. you don't know it. Well, they used to have harems, you know, the kings yeah. a long time ago. Yeah. And they'd have eunuchs, yeah. guys who were castrated, yeah. to be in charge because they, they wouldn't have sex with the women. There you go. Can't I'm be a interested. I, I, I'm not that interested in, in not interested. who wins, who loses. I am interested in the story. I like it. Tony G says, GC, I'm also not a big Kyle fan, but this win streak had me thinking of him different. But he still struggles to put up 20 points on a Dan Quid-led defense. Are you thinking of Kyle different, or are you waiting to see the end of the story before you change your opinion on? Me? Yeah. Um. Oh, 
the, the most important chapters have not yet been written. References. Wait, hold on. Right now, my opinion of Kyle is he's a good coach. Yeah, I like that. Irfan says, did you see uh, Traverius Ward play so far off the Dallas receivers? Yes. Ever since he gave up that 50-yard touchdown catch to DK, he's been playing a little conservatively, a lot of conservatively. Joey Mellon says, what's our depth in the D-line? Aren't some D-linemen injured? Sorry if you talked about this already. Yeah, there are some injured D-linemen, but... You know, if Amenahue doesn't play this Sunday, I'm sh- I'm thinking it'll be rookie Drake Jackson who will be activated and pl- he'll he'll play. So they have they have a a replacement, an option. AJ Car- carved us up as a Titan. I hope we can at least keep him at bay. Yeah, I didn't even mention that. Um, when and the how the Niners can lose to Philly, they have this wide receiver AJ Brown that they traded for this offseason. He's been on their team one year. Last year he was on Tennessee and he kicked the Niners' butt Christmas Eve. I see. So. That's another guy they got to worry about. Mike H says the Niners might have to bust out 2021 Debo. Man, Debo, <laughs> if Debo wants to be that good again, he's going to have to get in some serious shape. Anyone see Mike McGlinchey block three guys for CMC TD? I know Parsons threw him down, but need to give him some props. Okay. okay. Thank you for doing it. The Goose says Kyle must get Jennings and even Juice heavily involved. Eagles are not good against third option receivers. Both my X-Factors this game. Good things happen when Jennings and Juszczyk get involved in the offense. I agree with that. Yeah, definitely agree with that. A uh, couple more. couple more. Justin says, is the key for us really the quarterback, or is it more his protection? Does Brock need to show up or the line? It seems he's nails when he has time. Agree. I, again, yeah, I, I thought Brock, Brock was great. And, I mean, he was excellent in this game given the circumstances. Kyle needs to show up. The offensive line needs to show up. But it, I don't really is – is the offensive line going to play better, or are, are they what they are? I think Kyle – has the he's the guy who has the wild variances of he's the best he's getting out coached by Dan Quinn he's the best again I don't know I think it's Kyle Tony says D line needs to step up Kyle Shanahan needs to stop being scared and run the damn ball like last year's playoffs please stop running CMC like he's Christian Okoye apparently in the um, NBC Sports post game show check was interviewed, and he said at halftime, some of the players went up to Kyle and urged him to run the ball more. And then Kyle was asked about it, and he disagreed with that account of what happened. Disagreed, meaning no one ever asked them? Yeah, but check uh, said it happened. Well, that's very interesting. I um, haven't seen the clip, but it's been relayed to me by a few people. So if it's true, I, I it's don't true. know if it's true, what does it say about Kyle? It says that he's getting in his head again. He's doing what he always does at the end of the season. And... He doesn't want to say he's being pushed around by his players. That's the, the bigger point. He wants to get all the credit. Which just shows how big his ego is. Which, again, I like Kyle Shanahan. He's fun to cover. He's a really good coach. But the the enormity of his ego has always got to me. It's like, dude, can't you just wait until you win a couple Super Bowls before you act like this? But no. Iggy, I have a good story about something like that. Yeah. When, when I covered the Stanford football team in 1992, that's when Bill Walsh came back to Stanford and I wrote a book about it. He was having trouble. He didn't have a speed receiver. Okay. And he was having trouble getting the ball down the field for long passes. I never told you this story. Uh-uh. So we were sitting around because we used to hang around his office and talk. Yeah. And I said, what? And they had a defensive back. I, I forget all the names. Yeah. It was really fast. Yeah. And I said, on, on, uh, as a to shock the other team, why don't you put this guy as wide receiver and run him on a deep route? And Bill said, that's a really good idea, Lowell. Now, he never did it, but he said, <laughs> that's, that's a really good idea, Lowell. 
but if I do it, I'll never give you the credit. I'm going to say it was my idea. That really did happen. So, wow. Yeah, and that's analogous, apparently, to what Kyle did. They want all the credit. Wow. I never yeah, told you that story. that's amazing. So I guess, you know, Kyle and Bill have a lot in common, but at that point, Bill had how many Super Bowls? Three? Yeah, by that, well, he was retired. By that point, yeah. he had won uh, three Super Bowls. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I, 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 it really does feel like Kyle is that way. You ask him, hey, you know, why is George Kittle having such a good season, uh, you know, with Brock Purdy? And he'll go, well, he's had some really good looks, meaning I get him wide open. That's his answer. He's yeah. had some really good looks. <laughs> okay. That's good to know. Hey, so what are you impressed about with Brock? Oh, you know, he hasn't really turned the ball over. Meaning, like, I'm serving it up on a silver platter for him and he's not messing it up. Hey, thanks. I want to say something about Kittle. You know Mm -hmm. how Kittle is the media's darling? And he always comes out and he's smiling and mugging for the media. And, and, you know, it's an act. It's an act. Yes, yes. Uh, Fans, it's an act. He didn't act that way when he was a rookie. Yeah, it's an act. So in any event, here's what I think tomorrow. Either he won't come into the locker room because mm-hmm. he doesn't want to answer questions about Omenihu, okay? Mm-hmm. He, uh, and a lot of them won't come because they don't want to have to deal with that. Oh, and it's going to be a ghost town. It's going to be a ghost town. It's going to be ghost town. Or if, if he comes out, he'll say, we don't concentrate on that. We're thinking about Philly. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know what I mean? We don't, let things, you know, we don't ever let things like that get in the way. He won't have any opinion on what Omenihu did. But he'll just say, he'll say, say, we don't let that get in the way. But it'll be a ghost town, Iggy. They're not going to want to talk to you guys tomorrow. Right, because if you say that, if you say that, you come across as insensitive to a potential victim. So you better just say nothing and not be there. Antonio says, wish we could have played the Giants, but I guess if we won it all, we have to play the absolute best. If we lose to the Eagles, it's not on the rookie, it's on Kyle Shanahan. Also, you want to play the best. Yeah. If, you know, if you want, Muhammad Ali had to fight Sonny Liston and he had to fight George Foreman. He had yeah. such pride. He wanted to be the best. Yeah. If you want to be remembered as a legendary all time great yeah. team, you got to beat another one. Yeah. So far, the Niners haven't. They, they, they've beaten the Cowboys, who, you know, we saw the Cowboys. They're fun. They're a, they're a they're good fun. team. They're a good yeah. team. They're yeah. a, an above average team with some really nice players and a her- hilarious quarterback. Whoa. Uh, Hilarious. Whoa. Hilarious. AK-40. Like, he'll be doing really good stuff, and then he'll throw, like, the dumbest interception you've ever seen. It's like, well, okay. You're not a serious team. AK-49 <laughs> says, if, if close at the half, Niners are money in the second half. Okay. They have been. And Tony says, Kyle has to play his A game. No mistakes. That's why I'm thinking it's the end of the road for us. Don't well, be so negative. Don't be so negative. Toxic Runner says, not true. We scored 23 against Dan Quinn in 2021 playoffs. What did I say? Yeah, but he's... A- He's over with Dan Clinton. 23? Is that a lot? Uh, MD2020 says, I'm late jumping on, but what in the world was that one-arm body slam of McGlinchey? Dude, pretty roll uh, left, roll left. LOL, your take on this issue. Uh, when Michael Parsons gets inducted into the Hall of Fame, I think we're going to see that play on repeat. That's something that's going to follow McGlinchey around, unfortunately. Weakness of Philly is to attack the linebackers. Yeah, but what teams are doing against the Niners are playing a bunch of safeties in the middle of the field and daring them to go outside anywhere else. So if you flood the middle of the field, I don't know that they're going to be able to isolate these guys in coverage. The Niners might have to throw outside. Josh White says, CMC made us relevant. Is trade still worth it if they lose to Philly like we thought back in week six? It feels like they've accomplished nothing. I mean, I thought the McCaffrey thing was to win. It's a hell of a good trade. It was a hell of a good trade, but they made it to win the Super Bowl. And they need to use them correctly. Uh, yeah. They need to use him correctly. Otherwise, they won't win the Super Bowl. And he's hurt now. Adam says, Grant, you and your pops are the best. Keep up the good work. 
Thank you. For you. For you. Talking with the Brooklyn, book. Eh? MD2020 says, with the book getting out on Purdy, who was doing a fantastic job, this seems to be very good news for Trey Lance, who is a stronger arm, deep ball threat, runner, 11 on 11, et cetera. Your take. We'll talk about Lance after the season. But I, I understand what he's saying. I think he's he's still in the picture for the future. Yeah. He's still, you know, you know, in the uh, Back to the Future, the picture where the guy's yeah. fading. He was he fading. Was fading. He, he was, was just fading. it was just the shoes for a second. But now you're back up to his knees. Yeah. He's back in the picture. Daniel Ailman says, "Why why when a player gets in trouble does everyone assume guilt? No one assumes guilt here. This no, is we California. Didn't do that. We, we no. were very clear. What we wanted to do was not assume one way or another. I know you're That's innocent right. until proven guilty, but the Niners need to make. They're not putting him in." In jail, they need to decide what to do with their team this Sunday. That's right. Yep. Um, got you. And that's it. All right, let's move on. This was very interesting. D'Amico Ryans oh. agreed to four interviews before this game, including at least one on the day of the game, the morning of the game. And then late in the week, had a change of heart and rescheduled two of the interviews, which was the smart thing to do. And then... Did a great job against Dallas, and his stock is through the roof once again. What do you think of his late change of heart? Okay, I think he had a late change of heart because the media put a lot of pressure on him. I think so. I don't think he. I don't think he had an epiphany like he no. was lying in bed one night and said, "God, four interviews is too much. I'm going to cut it down to two. So I think he had a change of heart because him and his agent and were like, "It looks bad. It looks bad." And also, who knows what they were telling him in the organization? True. True. I mean, you think you think John Lynch was happy about the four interviews? You think Jed York and Kyle Shanahan were happy about like four? Yeah. Hey, can can we meet okay. halfway? Can we meet halfway? How about two? Yeah. How about two? Okay. Yeah. And the and the idea that he scheduled an interview the morning of a game—that's bad now, judgment. Okay. So here's what I want to say. This is my takeaway from it. He did a good thing to cut out two of the interviews for last week, but my overriding perception is, what was he thinking in the first place? Mm-hmm. And if you want, if you're going to be a head coach, it's not only X's and O's. It's you're leading the organization. You're the CEO. You have to have good judgment. Judgment. And a, judgment. Judgment. Uh, you you have to be a leader. You have yeah. to think about the implications of your actions. It's to schedule a. a Job interview the morning of the biggest game of the season so far is the worst possible judgment. And if I were thinking about him, if I were an owner and thinking about him as a head coach candidate, I would factor this in and I would say, he may be very good at defenses. Do I want him to lead my organization? Does he have the maturity and the judgment to do it? And Iggy, I have my doubts. Yeah, uh, I agree. I mean, I think it also points to a lack of experience. He's been a coordinator yep. for two years. He's yep. he's still not even 40 years old. A lack of experience. You can't possibly juggle all of this. And if you think you can, then you haven't uh, been around long enough to find out that you freaking can't. So I, if I were doing a head coaching search, I don't think I would hire D'Amico Ryans as a head coach, at least not now. And it's because of those reasons. But it's also, I just don't think I would hire a defensive guy. I, I was at Robert Sala's number one advocate, but as much as I l- like him and believe in him as a coach, he just fired his offensive coordinator. This is the issue with defensive coaches. You could be the, 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 the most brilliant guy, the best motivator, the best leader, but who's your offensive coordinator? If he's good, he'll leave in two years. If he's bad, which he probably will be, you'll fire him in two years. I mean, you just, it seems very hard to find a good offensive coordinator. 
on the other hand, it seems pretty easy to find a good defensive coordinator for offensive coaches. So I think you're spinning your wheels if you hired D'Amico Ryans as your head coach. Who's the offensive coordinator? Who's going to be? You know, um, what Bill Walsh told me, he said those coaches, the defensive head coaches who have to hire uh, an offense coordinator, and this is a direct quote, he said, I don't like that situation. They're at the mercy of their coordinator. That's right. Because either he's good and cutting edge and then he leaves and then you're, you're at the, and now your, your team isn't as good or he's not cutting edge and you're uh, held back by this mediocrity. Isn't that sort of the story in, in uh, Seattle? He's a great coach in every way, but his offensive coordinator is always, eh, and he's been through a bunch of them. Also in Baltimore. Yeah. Greg Rowan, they just fired him, but they had him forever. And so Robert Sala, he's looking for another offensive coordinator. I'm guessing whoever he hires, unless it's me or you, isn't going to be exactly cutting edge. <laughs> and whoever D'Amico brings with them isn't going to be exactly cutting edge. Right. So I understand what you're saying about defensive head coaches. Sorry. Uh, although George Seifert was, and he won two Super Bowls. I mean, Yeah, he had Holmgren, and then he had Mike Shanahan. He had some cutting edge offensive coordinator. He did. It could be done. He did. It can't be, but done. it's hard because any you know it's an offensive league, and any any offensive coordinator who has any success for two seconds becomes a head coach. So, but he's only twenty seven. It's okay; he's a head coach. My feeling about D'Amico Ryan's is, in terms of a candidate for head coaching job, the way he mishandled last week makes me where I never had any doubt. I have doubt now. Yeah, and also I so. I'm not into hiring defensive coaches, but also hiring coaches after two years of being a coordinator. What's the rush? I think yeah. experience is probably, as we're learning with Brock Purdy, experience is an asset. And maybe hiring a guy after two years of coaching the most loaded defense in the league isn't enough information. I mean, I'm he's, got a, he's got a great defense. What's it, what's it supposed to look like? A lot of guys could, have, could, could perform with Nick Bosa and Fred Warner and all these guys. So... Good. At least he had to change of heart, though. Abu Marco 23 says, The only way I see we win this game is if Hurts aggravates his throwing shoulder early in the game. My gut is telling me this won't be pretty on Sunday. I don't see the Niners getting it blown out. No. Niners They're too are, good. The Niners are really a quality outfit. What I'm saying is, I could be wrong, of course. I think this is going to be one hell of a game. And listen, Iggy, if it's a low-scoring game, that doesn't mean it's not interesting. And right. you've said it. When you have to fight for every inch of gain, yeah. it makes it so dramatic and so suspenseful. I love games like that. In a sense, it actually feels more like football in a high-scoring yeah. game. High-scoring yeah. games are fun, but it feels like basketball on gra- grass or something. Like you're somehow yeah. transcending the violence of the sport. Anyway, Bernard says, you say you... Don't want to speak about a many who case because you don't know the details, but Kyle is weak if he avoids the topic, even though he might not know. I don't think he'll avoid the topic. And I agree. If he avoids the topic, that um, is inexcusable. And it, he would be a coward if he were to avoid the topic. I think, on the other hand, he'll be prepared with three or four prearranged, bland answers. Would you of agree, Iggy? Absolutely. The the, uh, the, NF, the team already issued a written bland statement, so he'll be prepared. Yeah. And, and yeah. Bernard, we talked about this for 10 minutes at the beginning of the show, 11 minutes, so we did. Ryan says, if we get past Philly, who would you rather play in the Super Bowl? Who would we rather play, Dan? Well, we I don't, don't think we should you. play in this game. I don't want to play football. <laughs> I'm too, it's, it's not going to happen for me. Uh, you know, um, Cincinnati is interesting because their quarterback isn't injured, and they've won 10 games in a row. 
Cincinnati, I don't know. That could be a tough game. They almost lost to the Ravens, uh, and the Ravens had a backup quarterback. That's a good point. It's a good point, yeah. Dad. It feels like this is a Super Bowl, doesn't it? This game right here. It feels like this what is a I Super Bowl. What I want to say is, no, here's what I want to say. Could we concentrate on this game? Good point. That's what I want to say. I don't want to do the Super Bowl. They didn't get to the Super Bowl. We'll do the Super Bowl that week. That's true. And in football, like usually every game, two or three guys get hurt, and the team is different yeah. the next week. So let's just wait and see what, yeah. what we're working with. That Niner guy says, what's funny is everyone talks about Brock, but he's not even close to the worst player on the offense. It's the tackling dummy that plays right tackle. My God. <laughs> I like how he just finished it with my God. Okay. My God. I'm sorry. Shub H says, beating a dead horse, but with running backs banged up, what are the chances Mason gets some runs this game? Um, I hope so. I hope so. It would be really, it would be terrible if the Niners lost and their season ended and he didn't get at least one touch. Jennings Iggy, was moved. Iggy. What? He's a good running back. He's a fucking really good running back. He averaged six yards a carry in the, in the regular season, yeah. but they can't get yeah. him on the field. Yeah. Jennings was moved from quarterback to wideout at uh, UT. It's true. He could throw. Gerard, thank you. A um, couple more. Couple Mike more. H., D'Amico Ryans is also probably trying to avoid going to the wrong organization. The NFL uses black coaches as pawns all the time. That is true. Love it's you, Smith. true, but I still think four interviews and one the morning of the game uh, was too much. Mo Dollar says we need Drake Jackson's athleticism versus Hurts. Kyle being forced to sit 94 may be a blessing for us. Love the show, guys. Agree. Play Drake Jackson. Glory says the best team the Eagles beat was the Cowboys. Where is their signature win? I'm calling Fugazi. Wait a minute. Where's the Niners' signature win? Yeah. I guess they're both. I guess the, every team in the NFL is a fraud. The last four teams we're, are all frauds. We're looking, this is a signature game coming up Sunday. This is it. That's the signature. Okay, so Nick Bosa, one sack the last four games. It's, it's, it's the first time this has ever happened to him. He's been so consistent. He's going to be the defensive player of the year. After the game, I want to ask him about it because he is so honest, refreshingly honest. He's like Ahmad Brooks. He is the new Ahmad Brooks. And if you want to know what really happened, you go to, you know what I'm talking about, right? He's that guy. He's yeah. the guy who tells it like it is. So I wanted to ask Nick Bosa, and I noticed he was taking a really long time to come out to the, the post-game lock, uh, press conference room. He usually comes out in a, in, a, in a timely fashion. He was by far the last. We had to wait a long time. They shut down the locker room. He finally comes out. I'm thinking, he doesn't really want to talk about something today. He doesn't really want to talk about something. So no one asks about him not having a sack. I wait about five minutes. I finally say, hey, Nick, you set the bar so – try to be nice. You, know, you set the bar so high that it's really surprising that you've only had one sack in the last four games. Are teams doing something differently against you, or how do you explain this? And I thought he'd say, yeah, you know, teams are really focusing on me, or, you know, I'm a little this, or this is going on. Yeah, I, I'll adjust. He goes, I'm playing really well. <laughs> I'm playing really well. Sacks, I mean, sacks come in bunches, but the pressure's there. I'm playing really Like, he was... He acted like he was completely shocked that anyone would even suggest that his play had taken the slightest dip, even though he hasn't really been lighting up the stat sheet re recently. And I thought that was surprising. What did you think of his answer? Well, okay, you remember, I don't know the guy, but uh, what's interesting is he's honest about everybody else. Right. Like but Kyle. Like Kyle. But Exactly. But when it came to being reflective, reflecting on himself... <laughs> It doesn't sound like he was very honest. It didn't sound like he could go there, right? Right. It, it, I'm not saying fact, like, hey, Nick. I wasn't being like, hey, Nick, you suck these days. Yeah, What's up no. with that? I'm like, no, you're not quite yourself. And he's like, no, I'm, yeah. I'm every bit of what I've always ever been. Yeah. Oh, 
Okay. Okay. Hey. All right. And here's the other thing. You know that a, a couple months ago he came out and he said he really doesn't like to talk to the media. Mm-hmm. Well, now we know why. Because yeah. when you only have one sack in four games, some jerk, i.e. you, <laughs> yeah. is going to ask about it. And it makes him uncomfortable. And one of the things we do, because we're not fans, we ask uh, pertinent questions. Another way of saying it is we hold the mirror up to their face. Thank you. They have they have to look at themselves, and they don't want to. And no. I think you held the mirror up to his face, and he didn't like what he saw. And he, all he did then was bullshit. Yeah. That's all, he, that's all he did. And I understand why they don't like us. It's it's not fun to have the mirror held up to your face. You're getting paid enough money to look in the mirror, buddy, and you should have yeah. had a better answer than that. Yeah. I, I, I was so surprised. It's so easy to be like, you know, um, I hold myself to a high standard. I'm clearly not playing uh, the way I expect myself to. Um, sure, teams are giving me a little extra attention, but that's no excuse. I got to adjust, and I will. End of story. That's what you say. That's what you say. Iggy, on the 49ers, who would have given an answer like that? Fred Warner. Absolutely. Every player, everyone on the freaking nine, Jimmy Ward, everyone, Talanoa Hufunga, Dre Greenlaw, uh, everyone. It's just, it's so easy. You don't really say much. I was, it was, the, the, the fact that Nick didn't do it made me feel like he really doesn't think anything's going on with his play. Like he's really the kind of guy that can't admit that he ever isn't the best. And that he's always to himself. Can't admit can't to himself. Admit like yeah. that he's the kind of guy that he's just... He has the um, platonic quality of the... He's always the best. And if something happens where he doesn't have a sack that day, well, you know, it doesn't reflect on him at all. It was yeah. a fluke. He still played well. I feel that way too, Iggy. I've never gotten the Nobel Prize for literature, and I can't understand why. I think they should fly me out to Sweden tonight and give me the Nobel Prize. And <laughs> I'm going to bring Nick Bosa with me, and he'll get the Nobel Prize for football. I just think it was funny. He he said like you know sacks are overrated. Sacks come up. Sacks are <laughs> sacks are fluky. Like dude, with two weeks left in the in the season, you were saying that it was your goal to set the single season franchise record in the NFL. And then when you didn't do that, you said your goal was to set the single season franchise record for sacks for the NFL for the Niners. And then when you didn't do that, you said that sacks are overrated. That's hilarious to me. Well, so again, Iggy, you don't know these people. And sometimes they don't know themselves. Yeah. Yeah. I, just, I was thinking with Bosa, like, wow, he's so shockingly down to earth for a superstar. You know, like, where's the ego? He just calls it like it is. Oh, boop, there's the ego. I found it. I found it. It's right here. It's right, it's right here, everyone. <laughs> and it's like, okay, Kyle's the same way. A lot of players. And like, the, it's like the most famous guys on the team sometimes. They just, they keep it real until it's time to actually keep it real. And then it's like, no, 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 I'm not going there. That's right. Tony says, this game reminds me of the Seahawks-Niners-NFC Championship game back in 2014. Both teams were super talented. It went down to the wire. Sheesh. We were there. They lost. We were. They lost. Richard Sherman. That was what an ending that game was. Scorpion Killer Zero says, I feel the only way for the Niners to win this game is keeping Hurts in the pocket and put pressure on him all game. What are your thoughts, guys? Yep. I agree. That? I agree. Con- Connor Koch says, if the Niners lose, do they pursue, do they pursue Tom Brady this offseason? You know what? Here's what I want to say. First of all, they haven't played the game yet, so I don't, I don't know for sure. I used to think they should pursue Tom Brady. If um, Brock Purdy is reasonable in this game, 
I want them to give up on Tom Brady and on Jimmy Garoppolo, and I think it should be Brock Purdy, the quarterback, and Trey Lance, the, the backup, and let them play it out. That's how I feel, Iggy. I agree. Okay. Mass Martyr says, is Bosa getting held? And uh, Bosa is getting held, and he doesn't want to be fined, question mark. By uh, complaining? Yeah. I have no idea. I have no idea. I have a hard time. Go ahead. If he's getting held in four games, the officials never noticed it? In four games? Why would the official? What do they have against Nick Bosa? He's he's one of the faces of the league. Why would they not want him? I don't understand. Mike H. says, what is the worst moment of racism in sports journalism that you witnessed during your career, Lowell? The worst moment of racism in sports journalism that you covered during, witnessed during your career? Of racism? Yeah. You know what? That's a very serious question, and I don't want to answer it off the top of my head. I'm not Fair prepared. Enough. I'm not prepared for that question, and I don't want to say the wrong thing. That's what I would say. Offense needs creativity, not a quarterback draw up the middle. You, you, you like that call for Brock Purdy, the quarterback draw? It was horrible, horrendous. And you, you thought, what is he thinking of? Kyle. Yeah. <laughs> it's like when when Kyle's at his best, he's Shanahan, the Shanahan name. But when he messes up, it's like Kyle. McFly, Kyle, what is that? <laughs> Kyle, where are you? Yeah, man. Uh, Josh Wyatt. McFly. Josh Wyatt says, only way the Niners win is by converting opportunities. It's concerning they didn't against Dallas. How do they avoid going one for six uh, in in the from 50 in? One for six. in. Okay. Well, look, what I thought was, yeah, the Niners were gifted good field position against Dallas because of Dak Prescott. I don't think that's going to happen. They're going to have to be good on third down. They're going to have to have long drives. They're going to have to be really efficient. I don't know. We'll see. They didn't do that against Dallas very much. Scorpion Killer says, Bosa has a good game. It will be at the turning point. Well, if he has, if he plays well, I'm taking credit. <laughs> yeah. This is what you give me an attaboy. You'll give him an attaboy. All right. So the two quarterbacks, Brock Purdy, Jalen Hurts, NFC Championship game, how do you uh, how do you see this matchup? Let's okay. compare them. Okay. Um, first, to compare them, Hertz is a better quarterback. Yes. In fact, the three remaining quarterbacks, and I'm going to count Mahomes. I don't know where he's at, but he's a he's a Hall of Fame quarterback. Yes. The three remaining quarterbacks are better than Brock Purdy. They have no limitations. That, not that I can see. No limitations. Uh, They're and, prototypical elite quarterbacks. Yeah. yeah, and uh, Purdy is not at that level. That doesn't mean he can't win the next two games. Correct. But he is he is not at their level. So you ask that question. Hurts compared to Purdy. I would say, and this is a metaphor, Hurts plays the game at a shout, and Purdy plays the game in normal conversational tones. Yes. And Hurts not only can throw the bomb, he he's accurate outside the hash marks, medium, short, and he runs. Mm-hmm. And um, he is a better athlete and a more gifted quarterback than mm-hmm. Brock Purdy. But Brock Purdy has a quarterback temperament. I don't know about Hurts. I've only seen him play a couple of times this year because they're they're over there. Yeah, Brock Purdy has a quarterback's temperament. He doesn't get upset. He's in control of the, of the huddle. He's in control when he's given the signals. He In the first quarter of that game, th- th- he was under a lot of pressure. Uh, that wasn't his fault. And he, was, he handled it, Iggy. He's mm-hmm. a rookie, and he handled it. So what I want to say is 
he may have a better temperament than Hertz. I don't simply don't know. And he's he's not as good as Hertz, but he's certainly good enough to win that game and to win the Super Bowl. Talking about his temperament real quick, it was in such stark contrast to Dax. And also, oh. not to uh, bring this bring up an old wound, but it was in contrast to Jimmy Garoppolo. Jimmy played yes. that team last year. He threw an interception. I, I, I don't see Jimmy Garoppolo making it through that game without throwing a pick. That's what he did, especially in the playoffs. The fact that Brock Purdy could, do, could make it through the game without throwing a pick and actually have that long throw down the middle to Kittle uh, and not turn the ball over? That means he's a damn good quarterback. He's, he's a, a damn really good quarterback. He's a damn good quarterback. But is he great? Is he great enough? Okay, here's um okay, interesting. He's not great. So no. the other three I'm gonna call great. Yeah. He's not great. So he's not great enough. Yeah. But he may be good enough to win the two games, to win yes. the next two games. Yes. So I don't think uh, uh, more important, I don't think he's gonna hold them back. Jimmy sure. would hold them back. Kaepernick would hold them back. I don't think he will hold them back. He can win, but is he as great as Hertz? No, but we haven't seen Hertz under the kind of pressure we've seen Brock Purdy under, and he may turn into another deck. We don't know. We don't know. But it, it don't is, know. It, it's fair to wonder, like, with Brock, he's a great story. It's been, he's been the perfect quarterback for the moment. He's better than Jimmy Garoppolo. Um, he's the best quarterback the Niners have had in a while. We still don't know if he's good enough to win a Super Bowl because when you get this far into the season, you have to go through great quarterbacks who are on good teams. And we'll see. You know, he, we'll see. He, the Niners could lose this game, and he might not be the reason they lose, but you could also argue, well, maybe he wasn't great enough to beat Jalen Hurts, in which case, well, do the Niners not have their franchise quarterback yet? I mean, we have to see what happens in the game first, but these are questions they still have to ask themselves. The conversation isn't over with Brock Purdy. No, no. Uh, I totally agree with you. And I want to say, in a sense, the conversation is just beginning. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. That we're going to learn so much about him on Sunday that the conversation is just beginning. I, I honestly believe that. But uh, he's not beginning all the way down, no. like an, an unknown. He's be- The conversation is beginning that this is a quarterback we respect and who's undefeated. Now, Larry, when you talked to him yesterday— kept making the point he's doing really well for a rookie and Mm -hmm. it's true but it doesn't matter it doesn't matter that he's doing well for a rookie you don't get extra points for that what matters is is he good enough to win yes on Sunday right and with Jimmy Garoppolo like Jimmy Garoppolo did so many good things his record was great his numbers were great but the Niners ultimately moved on because they felt he wasn't good enough to win at all and they still have to ask that question for Brock Purdy and they're going to find out more this week and he has to prove it he has to prove as it. You would, as you would say, the burden of proof is on him. One thing, Larry, I wasn't putting you down. I was just uh, expanding on, on the conversation that you had with Iggy. So don't be sore be- at me. Because as recently as six months ago, the Niners were all in with Trey Lance. They had given up three first-round picks for him, and the reason they went to him is because they felt they needed a quarterback with that type of skill set to compete against quarterbacks like Jalen Hurts and Joe Burrow, someone who has the potential to be elite. And that's who they thought Trey Lance could be. When they drafted... Brock Purdy, they were thinking, can we just get another Nick Mullins? So I know the perceptions have shifted in six months, but still, how much can they really shift? And if Brock Purdy falls apart in the NFC Championship game or just looks limited, they have to at least, not reconsider, but keep their their minds open. And what you say, uh, have a quarterback competition? Those are things they have to talk about. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, Again, he's proved that he's a very good quarterback. Starting quarterback. 
starting quarterback. He's not a backup quarterback. No. He's a starting a good quarterback. One. In, yeah, as opposed to, say, Jimmy, who's, I don't believe, a starting quarterback Fringe. anymore. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And there are others. You know, I'm not even sure Geno Smith is a starting quarterback, if you I'm want to know you the truth. That. I'm with you on oh, that. Overrated. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. This kid is a starting quarterback. It's a question is, how high is his limit? Right. And and we don't know the answer. And he, right. here's the thing. One of the things this game is about, obviously it's about who wins and loses, but one of the things it's about is him. Who is right. he? How well will he do? And the point is, one of the things that makes this game so exciting is we're going to learn. We're going to learn so much. Things that we don't already know. And I find that thrilling. N- yeah. Not daunting. I find it thrilling. Absolutely. It, it just feels like... the. The Brock Purdy story has been a fantasy. It's been amazing. He hasn't lost yet. He's done things that no rookie quarterback has ever done, and yet it's still not good enough. You know what I mean? It's we still no. Well, okay. I'm just saying, like, if he were to, if the story, they have to win the Super Bowl, and if they don't, it's going to be very uncomfortable. It won't be his fault, but even yeah. him doing like the most remarkable thing a rookie's ever done, there's still even higher expectations for him, which is really amazing. Right. Because the team is higher. Yes, and the 49ers, for a long time under Jed, they didn't have it. But I grew grew up, I started my career with the Niners having the highest expectations of any team in sports, not in football, any team in sports. And this team is beginning to approach that. And I think your point is right. If they don't win on Sunday or if they don't win the Super Bowl, you wouldn't be satisfied. You right. wouldn't be satisfied with you might not be satisfied with Fred Warner. You wouldn't right. be satisfied with anybody. And and uh, you you would not be satisfied with the quarterback. Having said that, I wouldn't bring back Jimmy and I wouldn't go to Tom Brady. I think Tom Brady is old and he would bring in a lot of problems between yes. him him and the head coach. I would stick with the two young guys they have because I think they're both gifted. Right. And you know, if if the Eagles win this game and there's a stark difference between Jalen Hurts and Brock Purdy, just remember that Trey Lance is supposed to be like Jalen Hurts. Doesn't mean he will be. But and, and you yeah. have him on the team still under contract for two more years. Now, if Brock Purdy beats the crap out of Jalen Hurts in the Eagles, we would look at him a lot differently and that would be a legendary uh, perf- uh accomplishment. That's right. And that's one of the reasons this game is so thrilling because we don't know. It's yeah. more fun when you read a novel and you don't know how it ends because it's a page turner. You, right. you want to go. This right. game is a page turner. Right. It's like, so if the Niners lose, what happens? Well, it depends on how they lose, who plays well, yes, who doesn't play that. well, all that kind yeah. of stuff. Yeah. yeah. We look, Iggy and I look at football games as drama, as a play. Yeah. It's yeah. a beginning, a middle, and an end. It has a problem. Who's going to win? It has suspense. It has a resolution. Right. That's how we look at it. I'm, and Iggy, I can't wait for this play to start. It's Absolutely. It's Tuesday. And in a way, I wish – I don't want to lift, wish my life away, but I wish it were Sunday because I'm dying to see this play. And people say like, hey, Grant and Lowell, how can you – find enjoyment how do you interact with football if you're not rooting for a team how do you how do you watch the game and enjoy it if you're not rooting for a team well it's like if i asked you how do you watch a movie if you're not rooting for one of the characters to win right. it's like yeah i mean why do i have or to, not you know we're not rooting yeah. for the director i'm not rooting the, for the yeah. director I'm, yeah yeah i, I, I can enjoy I the, the protagonist i can enjoy the bad guy and sometimes i like the bad guy even more most of right. the times right anyway and so connor looking Co- f- yeah no, go ahead. Go on. No, it's all right. Con- Connor Koch says if the Niners lose, what gets this team over the hump moving forward? Is it quarterback play? Is it coaching? This roster is too stacked not to win Super Bowls. 
I guess we have to see how they lose to our point. Yeah. But again, it, it could be it could be that frankly, it could be that Brock Purdy was a great story, but ultimately isn't a franchise quarterback. Or the or the one for the Niners. Or it could be that Kyle Shanahan pulled a Kyle Shanahan at the end of the season. We'll have to see how this how this goes. Or, or they could win the whole could, thing. Or it could be someone fumbles a kickoff return. We don't know. Yep, that's right. Uh, yeah. Glory says Niners beat Miami after rookie quarterback fills in for injured starter against previous offensive coordinator equals signature win. No. Miami was 9-9 nine and nine this season. Tua got hurt a bunch of times. Niners faced him after he'd already been knocked out. No. That was not a signature win. Uh, the, the Lads Band Forever says, as usual, the media only talking about Dallas beating themselves and no credit to SF. I don't understand why ESPN talks about the Cowboys so much, but they do. Brian Morgan says, just got here, so if all, uh, so sorry if already brought up. However, why is Arms says horrible failed safety not a bigger topic? It was awful and appeared like a major lack of effort. We, we did talk about it. We, are, we talk about it. We agree with that. We agreed. Chris says, this is the first game in months that the Niners can win rather than should win. These games haven't gone well for Kyle in the past. Eagles win with Kyle causing the Niners to lose per usual is Chris's prediction. What I would say is... I agree with the first part of the statement. They can win. I'm not sure they should win. Plus, they're underdogs. But they, they absolutely certainly can, can win. win. Yeah, Hell yeah. M- MD2020 says, what are the chances that Kyle... Uh... Hold on. What are the chances that Kyle deploys all four running backs in superb fashion? Your answer needs to make me feel good. Um, well, he hasn't exactly been calling plays like that the last couple of months. He's been very Christian McCaffrey focused, but I hope he does. Uh, Amid, thank you for becoming a member. Uh, Brady says he ran pretty to justify what happened to Trey. Whew, that's some serious psychology there. Does T. Owens go to the Niner games? SF Dally Philly fan. I haven't seen him at, at Niner games. Jerry Rice is every single one. On the field, running around, got to love him. Jerry Rice likes attention. Yes. I, I always felt I never really understood Terrell Owens. I never really understood him. I don't know what Remember makes him th- tick. No. Remember that story from four or five years ago where Jerry Rice would crash weddings? He would just show up. Remember that? Yeah, I he would just show up. He would just show up. And went, hey, it's Jerry Rice. <laughs> Niner Boss Talk says one thing: the Eagles had uh, the thirty-first rated schedule this year, so the narrative about us not playing anybody applies to them as well. Right. Fair. The difference is the Eagles took care of business, and they only lost one game when Jalen Hurts was playing, and the Niners lost to Denver, Chicago, and Atlanta, which is why this game is going to be in Philly and not here, and why I have to freaking fly over. I'm just kidding. I'll, I'll enjoy it. Amid says, Lowell, did you support any NBA, NFL, MLB teams before you became a journalist? Did you find yourself becoming a fan of any teams after retiring? Oh, God, no, not after retiring. I, I'm not that interested, but I grew up in Brooklyn, New York. I was a Brooklyn Dodger fan. I, I used N. Ebbets Field was in my neighborhood where the Dodgers played. It was on Bedford Avenue, and both my elementary school and high school were on Bedford Avenue. It was in the neighborhood. You also um, were also, a Knicks fan. A big-time Knicks fan. You know, the, the Willis Reed, Bill Bradley, Dave DeBusher, uh, you know, Walt Frazier. Those were great teams. And I, I really was into them. But I, here's the thing. I don't even watch the NBA anymore. I mean, the Warriors, I, I, don't, I don't even know how they're doing. That's how uninterested. Not good. Uh, uh, and I don't care. That's how uninterested yeah. I am. Chris says, uh, you guys see Hurts versus Purdy in college. Purdy brought his team back only to get robbed by officials at the end. Those we missed officials. that game. Those officials. I hate those officials. <laughs> That's true, though. 42-41. Hurts won. Hoyts. Brandon Ziegler says, Grant, I'll be at the game on Sunday. Hope I get to meet you. Should be a slugfest. The atmosphere is going to be crazy. Hope to see you there, brother Fernando. I'll be there. Hopefully I'll see you too, man. 
Niner Boss Talk says, Hertz went back into the lab. I don't think he could get to this level after watching him last year. He has steadily improved every year. Uh, Todd Labor says, Grant, when they played each other in 2021, should they uh, go into that game and use that type of game plan for this game? These teams are different. These teams have a lot more firepower. I mean, the Niners have McCaffrey. Eagles have A.J. Brown. It's different now. Wentz had an MVP season. Does that make him great? Says Sweet Chin Music. Uh, No. You can answer that question yourself. Anoop says, Kyle needs to get the ball into the hands of the playmakers quickly and in space. The huge pressure of this game is on Kyle. Can Kyle win the big one? We need more Shanahan and less Kyle in this game. I like it. Kyle is bad, Kyle. Tony says, Foles won a Super Bowl and the Eagles still went with Wentz. Just saying, Purdy could win the Super Bowl and still might sign Tampa uh, Tom Brady, trade for A-Rod, or start Trey Lance. Yeah, I guess we'll have to see what happens. Jason says, signing, uh, saying Purdy will have to be elite to win. Heineke beat the Eagles with Hurts last year. He went 17-29, to 211 yards, 0 TDs, and 1 INT. Is, is that elite? You got me there, Jason. We Remy says— say, We didn't say he had to be elite. We never said it. We said he had to be good enough. Yeah. No, I think uh, Brock Purdy can just be really mediocre. The Niners can be a really unfocused mess and go in and beat <laughs> Philly because Philly, they're frauds. Every team in the league are frauds except for the Niners who can just waltz in and, and, and sleepwalk to a victory. That's what I've learned. Any tips for a great Super Bowl watch party, don't go. But this oh, is the NFC Championship game. Don't go. I watch alone. I watch Stay alone. Stay home. Turn off the sound. Turn off the lights. Fortress of Solitude. The Romelia Sports Report says, Purdy is fool's gold at least. This is, this is the, the resident Rams fan. Love him. Purdy is fool's gold. At least he saved Kyle's bacon so far. Ready to go Stephen A. Smith and the Niners after a big loss. Tip of the cap to Papa Cone. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, thank you, thank you, thank you. I know I'm negative. I'm just hella nervous as Antonio. Fair enough. Don't be we nervous. Must... There are other th- yeah. Watch a good movie. That's true. You you can't affect the outcome. John B. Yeah. says we must beat the Eagles. I live in South Jersey, and Eagles fans are just as bad as Cowboys fans. Okay, I'll, I'll tell the Niners that they have to beat them because of the fans. Mikkel Sorokin says, are either of you concerned that Ray Ray would be in his head on punts now? That kickoff return was good, but we don't want Kyle Williams 2.0. I'm not concerned. Ray Ray. I'm concerned. Ray Ray? I'm concerned. Eagles struggled against a terrible Colts team. Well, they must be frauds. The Niners lost, lost to the Falcons. Get a taco for me. Move to CA to, uh, from CA to CO, and I miss my tacos. Love the show. Appreciate you, G. I will get one sourdough, Sam, for you. And I will I will dedicate it to you. Dad, you got to go. It's 1214. I, I, I have a luncheon date. Um, do you have a lot more? Uh, That's it. Better, We're uh, done. We made oh, it. Okay. I told you we would do it in hour 15. We did it. We did it. We did it. Um, thank you, everybody, so much for watching. I, I am having lunch. with. So, I try to get out of the house. And, and Good. Iggy and his brother Brian told me I got to do it. So I have lunch somewhere at 1 o'clock. Anyway, Iggy. I really enjoyed this show today. Um, Me too. I love you, Guy. Love you too. Glad the Niners are still alive. We have a lot to talk about. Hopefully the season goes. I'm rooting for them to win this weekend. I mean, I'm not a, I'm not a fan, but I, I'm really enjoying the season, and I want to cover Super Bowl. Selfishly, I'm rooting for me. Sounds good to me. Uh, I'll see you tonight. See you tonight. Drew Burt, you, you broke the rules. Why Purdy versus Hurts in college, not the NFL. It's true. Purdy faced Oklahoma. We're gone. See you guys later. Bye. Hutch. Hutch. Love the show for it. Just found out I have Asperger's. I'm curious if you are autistic as well. Go Niners. No. No. Sorry. Have a good one. I'll call you. All right.